0: everyone thank you so much for being here with me today welcome to the dance science podcast I'm your host the dance scientist and the dance science podcast intends to build connections and drive discussion on how we can improve our field and make dance science more normalized thank you for being here and please enjoy this episode Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Welcome to the dance science podcast. I'm your host, the dance scientist. And in today's episode, the dance science podcast is going to have its fifth guest speaker. So I have Jennifer Randall here today, and she is a social media expert for dance studios. So thank you for being here with us today, Jennifer.
1: Thank you so much for having me. This is very I'm exciting.
0: Excited. Yes. <laughs> so first, can you just tell us a little bit about what you do as a social media expert for Dance Studios?
1: Yeah, so we focus 100% on social media marketing for studios. That's organic um, advertising and paid advertising for Facebook, Instagram, Google, We've just expanded to TikTok, and Mm -hmm. we're playing around with Hulu now.
0: Wow. Mm -hmm. A lot of interesting things now. Yeah. I think it's interesting because as dancers, most dancers are, like, visual learners, and they like to focus on the creative aspect of their job. So I think it's interesting to have somebody like you in their corner because you can kind of take on all of the mucky stuff that, you know, people might not want to deal with, right? That's kind of how I see it sometimes.
1: Yeah, I think because I owned a studio for so long, mm-hmm. um, I am a visual person and I, I get studio owners because we live in this space mm-hmm. where we are very visual people. So we want our message to be as visual as what we're creating in the studio. Um, and then there's the flip side of it where we, wanna, we want to know how to do everything and how everything works but we don't necessarily want to do
0: it yeah because i think one of the main issues is like time for a lot of the studio owners it boils down to oh well i don't have time to post on social media so it's amazing to have somebody like you who can take on all of that extra work
1: yeah and i love it like that is my zone of genius i think Over time, it just kind of developed into, you know, as we get older and as we learn what we love to do, um, this is like what I love. I love combining my dance background and my people and with my love for the tech stuff Mm. and like the social media side.
0: Mm, I love that. You've kind of blended all of your favorite worlds together. So can you also describe your journey in dance and what led you into becoming a social media expert?
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So I think everybody, I mean, I don't think everyone starts out to be like, as a little kid, I'm going to own a dance studio (laughs) when I grow up. I don't think so. (laughs) that the term of accidental studio owner, I think, is a real thing. Like it's going around and it really is kind of a thing. Um but yeah, I mean I grew up dancing. It was kind of my first love. I went to college um for a dance major and moved from the Midwest to Seattle and just kind of went, Oh, okay, what do I do now? And so I hope I, you know, hoped helped a couple other studios open up and decided, okay, maybe I'm gonna try this real job thing for a while and just did Realized that was not my thing. Like nine to five was just not gonna do it for me. So yes, I helped the studio owner open up a second location and it just ended up being too far from her, her original one. Yeah. Um so she closed it and I just went, okay, I think this is my opportunity to start small. And yeah. I just kind of, you know, started in a um a community like church space, turned it into a dance a couple days a week and then eventually moved, you know, into our first location and then moved into our second location and just kept growing and growing. Um so that's my story of like studio ownership. Um I did I sold it when my kids were, you know, like almost teens. They just didn't want to be there anymore and um I had worked myself so far out of it like teaching wise that I was doing all the admin stuff and the stuff that I didn't love. So, um, yeah. So I took a break and now I just started helping other studio owners with their marketing mm. because I feel like, again, we kind of go back to our grassroots. Right. And that was my love. Like I loved, I don't know how old you are. You're very young, but <laughs> <laughs> I loved heading out and doing door hangers because mm. I a knew big. if I did X number of door hangers, I was going to get this many calls and, mm. you know, that many calls, I was going to get this many trials and of those trials. So I love the whole marketing aspect of it. And so during that transition, you know, the internet started to become really big and I'm dating myself, <laughs> but, <It's okay>. uh, <laughs> but I was the first one, I not first one, but I was the one who was like, okay, there's something... To be done here on the marketing side, like oh, the yeah. Groupons and the Living Socials. And, yeah. and while they were good getting your name out there, they weren't great for like return. Mm. Everyone has a different story, mm. but I was like, there's something here. So I just kept pulling and pulling and pulling. Um, and that's what I love to do now. Like, I love to dive into the back end of the ads because I, I know what businesses are looking for, the studios compared to just a, a regular marketing agency where they're like, the ad looks great, everything mm. is going great, which isn't necessarily the case for a studio. The right. ad can look amazing, mm. but maybe the, the trials aren't coming in. Mm. And so that's where i love to like kind of pull the puzzle apart and go, okay, why are they not getting the trials? And what do I need to tweak as far as the ad goes? Is it the copy? Is it is it the graphic? Is it the audience? Is it just, you know? So um, yeah, I think it's the that journey of, I've always wanted to be in this field. It's just my love. Like I love dance, I, I love everything about it. And just being able to really combine the two has just kind of been a dream come true.
0: Yeah, so you're bringing that unique perspective of your history of owning the studios and stuff. And then, like you said, you know, I never really thought of it as like, you know, regular marketing agencies aren't really going to be effective for dance studios. That's really interesting.
1: Yeah, that's... I've had a lot of clients come from regular marketing agencies mm-hmm. where they're like, the the stats look great, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes that's the case. Like the ad is performing really, really well, but they don't understand the the depth of marketing for our industry like different we're audience yes exactly yeah. like yes we're selling to the parents yeah but ultimately they're not our client mm. the kid is the client and so um and I think they also miss the mark where it's a what we do is very personal yes it's, different. it's a very yeah it's, it's very personal different. to us mm. and it's personal to the parents mm. because there's probably nothing more like personal and important to a, a parent than their child. Right. Their money, maybe, but your the marketing message is has has to really hit home mm. um, for not just the parent, but also for the child.
0: Yes, I love that. So smart. So through your specialization and being a social media expert, how do you kind of see this contributing to the big picture of progressing the world of dance?
1: Oh, I I love this question too. Everyone loves this one. I know. um, To to be honest, I think, A, it really, if we let it, it pulls out our creative juices. Hmm. So it allows us to not just be creative in our classrooms and with our choreography and with our teaching methods, but it allows us to be, to share that creativity Hmm with our ideal, like parents and students Mm -hmm. on a mass level, right? Like if we just think about it, social media marketing, we're able to create that online word of mouth Mm -hmm. marketing in such a massive space compared to just going to the parades that we used to do or like the, you know, um, street vendor setups, like we've all done them <laughs> and they're a lot of work. And yes, you get in front of a lot of people, um, but being able to share what we do creatively mm. in our studio with our teaching methods, and just like the little kids coming out of class, just a quick little video, oh, yeah. being able to share that creativity and that emotion on social, mm. It just, it, it, you know, it just, it's it snowballed text. So people really are like, oh, there is something more to putting my child in dance than just dance.
0: Right. And it can be the tiniest thing, right? Because the studio owner might think, oh, I don't think I'm going to take a picture of this little ballerina stretching because, you know, we see, you know, as teachers, we're like, oh, we see it every day. But they might not understand, like, how far that single picture can go for people.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Awesome. So, what advice would you give somebody interested in pursuing
1: this field? To go for it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> there's no there's no wrong way to do it, hmm. right? And I think that we, because we, I, I grew up as dancer. Your people yes. grow up. Your audience is dancers. Like, because we grow up in this like bubble space. We tried to, even though we try and everyone says, don't, you don't have to be perfect. We try to be perfect. Of course. It's just the nature it's... of the business, right? Um, there's no right or wrong way to do this. Mm. Like every, ev- it's trial and error. Yes. And some things that work good for one studio doesn't work for another. Yes. And it just keeps going down. So the idea of having to be perfect mm. can just be taken off the table mm-hmm. and just, it can be fun. Like that's, I wake up every day and I'm like, Ooh, I, I get to go (laughs) sit in front of a computer and it sounds really silly, (laughs) Um, but connect with studio owners and dancers, um, and then put my geeky side to work and there's no right or wrong way to do it. So there are like certifications and stuff out there, but, but find a course, if if this is interesting to you, Mm -hmm. find a course and just dive in.
0: Mm. I mean, I love social media too. So I, you know, we share that similarity, but the reality is not everybody does. And we know Mm -hmm. we're realizing that too, which is why later we're going to be talking about all the services that she offers. If you want to just, you know, totally give that side up and, Have her take that on so that, like we said before, you can kind of just focus on your creative side and focus on owning the studio and other things, right? Because at the end of the day, studio owners are wearing like 50 hats.
1: (laughs) Yes, at least 50. (laughs) At least.
0: (laughs) So talking about your resources now, where can people learn more about you and how can they access your resources?
1: So everything is the thejenniferrandall.com and all of my social media um, handles are at the thejenniferrandall. Okay. So those are the best ways to get a hold of me. Um, I joke that obviously I'm on social pretty much all day because I'm setting up ads or responding to things or, you know, that kind of thing. So you know, if you if you email me, it's very slow. It's like snail mail. (laughs) Snail mail, Uh, yeah. So yeah, the best way to get a hold of me is is on social, DM or Instagram. You know, yeah, those those places. Okay.
0: So as a wrap up to part one, if you just had to give one tidbit of wisdom, since we're talking about social media here, what would that be?
1: To be consistent. Mm. And that doesn't necessarily mean posting every day. Yes, it doesn't. Um, Like, you understand that too. Like, it's the same. Like, I think people think, oh, social media is one of those things that I have to get on every day and I have to post every day. And if I don't post every day, then why even bother? Because it's not worth it. Um, That's just not the case at all. Like, I just tell people if you can be consistent posting twice a week, then post twice a week. Yeah,
0: I just told somebody, if you can post once a week, start, start there.
1: (laughs) Perfect. Yeah, it doesn't have to be um, every day. It doesn't have to be like these things that you're scrolling through and have these massive like video changes and setups and fancy equipment. (laughs) Yeah, equipment, exactly. Yeah, it just doesn't have to be like that. It's just, you know, jumping on, being consistent. This is what I'm going to do. Stick with it. It's just like anything, I think, you know, it's a habit that we form and um, and we make it fun. Like, obviously, it's, you yeah. you make your content yeah. fun. Like, you yeah. jump on and you're like, okay, that yeah. was fun and it's, I can do this. Yeah. Uh, because if we don't make it fun, then it's just going to be one of those tasks that just keeps getting pushed down and pushed down and pushed down on the list. Yeah, so. it's going
0: to feel like a chore. So I think if we can get, like, the easiest, like... Um accessible way for people to get started to just dip their toe in and then they can kind of take a run from there. Yeah. Yes.
1: And it's funny too because I'm always telling people, uh, like, you don't have to have like this grandiose plan to post. I have no plan. Day. I have
0: no plan, guys. <laughs> <laughs> there is no plan.
1: <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. Yeah, there's like the people feel like, well, if I don't have a plan, I can't post. Like, you know what? Honestly, I, just set up the camera, get to work on your computer, hit the time lapse and just use that as a post. And people will be you'd be surprised you like would, how well it does.
0: You would be shocked at something that you <laughs> don't think people need to hear. You would be shocked at how far how far those things go. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I'm really loving this conversation. Thank you so much for part one. Yay. All right. So now we're getting into part two and we're going to be discussing a little bit more in detail about what she does as a social media expert. So can you give us a little bit more of a detailed perspective on that?
1: Yeah. So for our services, I we're more than just an ad agency. So mm-hmm. I don't call us an ad agency to be like, mm-hmm. pers- yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Because we do do a ton of follow-up with you so we set up create and manage all of your social media marketing wow um and basically what that looks like is it's actually i know it seems like a lot but it is actually really fun but Um, i can see
0: how like come on like imagine a busy teacher imagine a busy studio owner who wants to do this stuff
1: yeah I know it is. It's kind of one of those things. And I think for us, like, I love social. I love tech. Me too. And I love that it changes all the time Mm -hmm. because, I mean, some people hate that. Mm -hmm. And so by the time studio owners get to figuring out one thing, you and I both know it's, yeah, two days later. Yeah. (laughs) It's totally changed or there's a new button or something is missing or um, that you used to use all the time. And so, uh, so yeah, so we do that. We, a, one of the things we do is keep owners up to date. Okay. Here's what's happening. Here's what's new. Here's why it's relevant or not relevant to you. Um, and why you should pay attention to it or not pay attention to it at all, because it has nothing to do with you. Right. Mm. Um, the other thing that we do is once we, you know, set up, your or get get you planned out on what your marketing looks like we really dive into how does that mirror what you're doing in-house hmm. because we really want to make sure that whatever you're doing in-house is what you're projecting out on your social media world
0: Interesting. because
1: a lot of times those will be different and, until we kind of hash it out hmm. um but that's that's one of the, the things that we kind of died into. Like, what are you doing this month in studio? What, what from that needs to be um, an ad or maybe a boosted post? Or maybe we need to map out a certain number of social media posts or whatever is happening that month. And then what's happening, you know, the next month that we need to kind of prep and get for I
0: love my brain is like, geeking out. (laughs) I love this, (laughs) but not everybody does.
1: (laughs) No, exactly. And I think it's, it, it, it seems like a lot of work and that's where the disconnect kind of comes in too, Mm -hmm. is people think, okay, well, I'm doing all this stuff in studio, in the studio right now for all of this stuff. Now I have to create brand new content.
0: It's unrealistic. It really, It's it's, And that's probably why it gets just thrown to the bottom of the list and knocked off the list basically.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. And and we were talking about this before we even jumped on, but there's, we can repurpose content Mm -hmm. so many ways. Yes, And I think that's one of the, that's one of the the major benefits that my clients get from our services is that we can dive in and go, well, you've already got all of this content Mm -hmm. created, right? The emails, For all of the information, um, the graphics, like let's you know how what do we have that we can repurpose, and what do we need to recreate. And a lot of times, it's just you know coming up with a plan and making it scheduled and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's one of the things we do. The other thing is setting up um, ads Mm -hmm. for our studios. So we do. They send over um, either graphics or content. One of one of our services is where you send over your your copy and graphics, and then the other service will do it for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so they send it over, and we set it all up. You just mm-hmm. say who you want it to go to, what you want your budget to be, um, and then we take it from there and run it. Wow. And so, yeah.
0: <laughs> so nice. <laughs> That's my favorite part.
1: <laughs> nice. But my, my most favorite part is when we, we check in. So mm-hmm. this is what okay. separates us the personal uh, above and beyond is, yeah, we're inside of your ads account every week. If you're running an ad, checking in and going, you had 20 leads come through this week. How many of those leads have turned into trials? Mm. And then that way we can go back and double check. Okay. All right, this ad is doing great. Let's increase the budget or the, the ad is doing great, but maybe trials aren't where we want them to be so maybe we need to tweak the audience and so then we tweak the audience and so we're always back and forth going what what does it look like on your end because this is what it looks like on on our end
0: so it's living and breathing because you guys are constantly like evolving and pivoting in the moment and like you said a lot of it is trial and error you know you said it's not Mm -hmm. it's not going to be perfect each time you
1: put something out yeah, you just never know. I always tell people ads are kind of like choreography. Mm. Because if you, if you, yeah, if you set and you have this like amazing choreography in your head, right? Like it just looks amazing. And then you set it on your, you know where I'm going. With oh, this. 100%. You set it on your students and you go, oh, that doesn't look exactly the way I thought it was going to look in my yeah. head. So you tweak it a little bit mm. and then you take it to the stage. you know lighting and you're like "Mm, I think we need to tweak it a little bit that's how we look at ads like we set it and then we're like "Mm, it's not really performing the way we want so we tweak it a little bit and then we go back look at the results a little bit and then we tweak it a little bit and so that's how I kind of think like there's no one I mean maybe in a blue moon you'll set an ad and it'll be like a ballpark run Hmm. Um, but typically you, you have to go in and, and tweak it. Adjust, yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love that. And, you know, the other benefit, too, is, like we said earlier, they're not getting just a regular person from the neighborhood ad, ad agency, right? They're getting somebody who literally owned a studio <laughs> and literally yeah. has walked in their shoes. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. Mm-hmm. And I... um and that's what I love about it is like, I can grab their copy. And because I know both sides, mm. I understand like when I, when you're first marketing, like you just want, you want to tell people how great you are. Yeah. You want to tell people how amazing your studio is. You want to tell people like, you know, all the, 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 the certifications your teachers yeah. have and all of these things, but that's not gonna, that's not the marketing message parents want to hear. Mm. They want to hear, you know, how is this going to better my, my child? Yes. How is this going to benefit me? How is this going to, you know, all of those kind of things. So mm. yeah, when somebody sends over copy for me, I'm always tweaking it mm. and like, you know, making sure that their message is getting across because every studio is unique. Mm. And that's the one thing that I love about that is that every, everybody has their own unique message, mm. but how can we the copy, and the graphic to really hit home for the person who's going to scroll. Because at the end of the day, I mean, you know, like, we have less than two seconds. Yes. (laughs)
0: Like, we we operate fast when it comes to social media. (laughs) Either we click or we don't.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And if somebody is scrolling and it catches their eye, I mean, that's great. I always say Facebook is kind of, and, and social in general is like this, Cool but kind of creepy platform that we use because it they do know if you stop and watch something for like more than three seconds. They do know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they definitely know. And that's all, that's the, that's the kind of the game. Like I want someone to stop and engage mm. for as long as we can, right? But even if it's just for a short period of time, we've now got, we, we can collect that engagement and we can retarget, mm. you know, all of those people who have engaged in your social media posts or your ad or your boosted post or whatever it is we're putting out there. Mm.
0: I think one of the things that you offer, and we'll get into this a little bit more in a little bit, but isn't it something like um, social media templates or like, I think it's like for a year, it's like a content calendar. Can you talk a little bit more yeah. about that?
1: Yeah, so my content calendar, it's funny, words Good lead-in yes. <laughs> <laughs> for the social media posting. The content calendar is a living, I love that. Breed. I call it my living, breathing calendar. <laughs> I
0: love that. I love that so much
1: <laughs> <laughs> because it updates every single month, hmm. and so it's made specifically for studio owners. Hmm. And you open it up, and it's just a Google spreadsheet, but every single day of every month has a social media prompt on it. Okay, and. Sometimes it a, you know, uh, do a shout out to a student or share a how to, yeah, um, so, about anything today. It could be, it could be like, Hey, how do you get, how do I t- get my kids' ballet shoes to, to stop untying? Yeah, I'll come in? Do I a see. quick how to, Yeah, because <laughs> and it's a really easy post. Yeah. When I first saw that,
0: I know that it's obviously a time saver and that's obviously why it's very it should be very attractive for studio owners to save time. But my brain immediately also thought people don't realize how much how many topics are out there when you're talking about posting for studios. It's not just posting like what is ballet, what is jazz, you know, it's not posting about the styles like there's so many things that you can be posting about. Like you were saying spotlighting students you were saying like giving them tips for tying their shoes and stuff like you could you could fill in like 10 years of just <laughs> like there's just so many topics that can be talked about and I think people don't realize that sometimes
1: yeah exactly and um and you you and I know both too like it's not just about selling right which I think a lot of studios, if you go to their Facebook pages or their, their Instagram pages, it's register, yes. free trial, register. And there's no engagement because you're you're not educating at well. all. You're not educating or entertaining mm-hmm. at all either. And so I think that it needs to be a mix. The prompt calendar. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It really helps that people break up and go, oh, I should post something that's not a. Now registering or buy tickets or remember to check your email. You know those kind of things because we are directing new people to these pages, and um and that's one of the things that we kind of dive into when uh, with our clients is what are what's the purpose of each of your pages mm. and who are you trying to target with those social media yes. platforms because Facebook is different platform. Instagram Instagram is going to be your younger parents and maybe your older students but that's going to be more like TikTok now Mm. and Facebook is going to be like the parents who have like preteens like the older parents right so where where which platform makes sense for which content
0: yes because they're very different at the end of the day Mm -hmm. yeah Mm yeah So sometimes how I think about my own audience is I don't consider them to be all like dance science professionals, right? I kind of think of like a pyramid, right? Maybe like the top of the pyramid are like, you know, dance medicine professionals who are like regularly reading articles and stuff. And then it kind of goes down the tiers, right? Because not everybody, some people just want the quick tidbits of information. So that's kind of how I think about like spreading who I'm talking to. And I think... That's a way for studio owners to think about it, too. Like we were saying before, you know, posting like a little simple picture of a ballerina. They're like, well, you know, why would I post that? You know, but think of the the audience, right? Think of the parent who ha- doesn't know what ballet is, right? Think of what their experience would be if they saw that post.
1: Yeah. And I think, we too, we forget to share the benefits mm-hmm. of for kids. Yes. Like there's more there's so many What are the physical benefits?
0: Kids, what are the like we that that would be that could be a year right there of yeah. benefits of dance.
1: <laughs> yeah. I know. And so that's why I'm like, yeah, so for just being able to break up that content yeah. um helps a lot. Yeah. And I, I think too because we are dancers and because we grew up, you know, creating, you know, and dancing and all and choreography. We feel like everything we put out there has to be brand new content. But the reality is, is that most studios are the same every year. Yes. In September, we're doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. In December, we're doing the same thing. So we really need to remember to pull that content back out and just repurpose it. Maybe it needs a new photo. Mm -hmm. Maybe it needs copy needs to be tweaked just a tiny bit, Mm -hmm. but um at the end of the day we don't have to start from scratch
0: i think that's a misconception sometimes too is that it's like if you already worked hard on something there's probably a way that you can stretch it onto another platform exactly like i posted something about balance for example and i worked hard on like researching all of these studies and you know putting all of these like easy tips together for people and then I basically took all of that content. I'm gonna turn it into a blog post. I'm gonna turn it into a newsletter. Like it's when you have something to start with. There's a lot that you can stretch it.
1: You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, I love that. Yes. Yeah, I totally love that. Email um not emails, but newsletters is a big one for studios yeah. because they they do. I mean, you do. They Careful. do them almost every month. Yeah, which is great but that newsletter could be like 10 social media posts. Mm. I like that. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Mm. I love, my brain is loving this conversation. (laughs) So we were talking about the content calendar so we can kind of take that one off of the list. And what are your other services that you offer?
1: Yeah. So our other service is called attract and roll. Mm. And that is our basically ad service. So, there's two levels in attraction um, and Enroll. One is the ad level and one is the branding level where if you have somebody in-house who does your um, graphics, which a lot of studios do, yeah. that's the best um, spot for you because you can send all that stuff over to us and then we take care of it, even your social media posts. So if somebody in-house just c- creates all of your social media posts in like a Canva um, design, you can just share that design with us and then we take it and schedule it all wow
0: nice yeah yeah
1: i know (laughs) i know and then the branding level is we we do all of it so we'll create all of your social media posts for the month and we create your copy um so yeah you send over your your logos and um a google doc with all of your photos and you can add to it all the time and we pull from it, create your social posts with your branding colors and photos and fonts and all that good stuff.
0: I really, really like that there are options at the end of the day with your services because like we were saying, options are giving people accessibility, right? And like we were saying before, like, you know, you and I love social media and we don't really see it as a chore, but most dance studio owners do see it as a chore and they do usually you know it ends up you know i'm not going to do that because it's too overwhelming but there also might be some like on the middle of the spectrum like you were kind of saying there's also like middle options if they already have their posts ready to go and they just need a little bit more help in some of those other areas so the options are really really nice for people
1: yeah i found that and it's kind of evolved over the last i would say year where you know, I do have studio owners who are like, Well, I really do like the graphic design. It's like therapy for me. And I'm like, Okay. But <laughs> <Is that> you <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Okay, yeah. So let's let's figure this out. Yeah. And so. that's where we came up with, you know, a lot of times studio owners now, I mean, they've hired there's a teacher who can do all this super fast for them. Yeah. So they may not need, yeah. you know, a hundred percent of the stuff done. Maybe they just need someone to take what's done and run with it. And yeah. then that's, that's where that comes into play. So yeah, I love that we're able to kind of help on both spectrums. The the one, the studio owners who are like, I'm too old. I don't want to deal with it at <laughs> <It's>,
0: all. <laughs> yeah. Like there's different things to consider here. You know, some are parents, some teach at other positions, you know, some, have a full-time job in addition to being a studio owner. Some are just the business owners. Some, I mean, we could go on and on with all of the different considerations, right? So it's not just like, not every studio owner is going to operate and run the same way. Yeah, yeah. And
1: I think that's why, I mean, I think that's why we are highly adaptable is because I was the same. And we go through seasons as studio owners. Like we we go through seasons where we are a one-man show, and, and then you evolve and you're not quite a one-man show, but you don't know what to hand off yet. And mm. You don't know how long financially you can hand something off. I mean, there's so many things that go into play um, with it that that's one of the things that I love that I'm more able to do. Mm. Um, and that we're no contract. That's oh. the other thing that I love. Like, okay. I think from experience as well, mm. I've been locked into so many contracts that I'm like, well, this isn't working, but my is, if it's not working for you, it's not working for us. Mm. And that doesn't mean that we can't work again later. It just means it's not working at this moment. And Mm. so I just never really want to lock anyone into anything. Mm.
0: I really like that.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I
0: can see how, again, going back to what I've said a million times, I can see how studio owners would be attracted to somebody like you because you're also a human and a friend to them and you're, you're in their corner and you're basically helping them so that they can live their lives easier and do their job easier and better.
1: Yeah. I'm just here for the numbers. Like I want to, I want your ads to make sense. I really do. Like I want to look at the end of the day and go, okay, you have spent $150 on ads in the last two weeks. How many students have you got from this ad? Mm -hmm um because i want you to we want to cover right what the ad spend is and then some and we know that if we get one student to register they're going to stick it out for a couple months yeah so if we can cover the cost of this that the student registering in the first month all those extra those other months are profit
0: mm. so can i sneak in a question here do you yeah. currently use a scheduler for your posts? I'm just personally curious.
1: Yes, we do. So we, it's a good question. We actually have our own branded dashboard for clients. Okay. So when they log into their dashboard, they will instantly see in a nice pretty graph um, which social media posts have performed well over the last two weeks. So they know they should post more of those, mm-hmm. um, that kind of a post. And then um, we have inside of that is a scheduler that's like Hootsuite. Okay. So we upload all the content into there and we can tag it and we can create schedules so that anytime new content comes in with a specific tag, it automatically gets added to Monday's madness schedule wow. or something like that. Interesting. So hmm. yeah, so we've streamlined it to the point where um, there's a Monday schedule post. There's a Tuesday schedule post, and then you can just upload it, and um, it goes out automatically. And the best part about the software that, that we use is that it will go out depending on the best time for your socials. Yes. So everybody's socials is different, mm-hmm. um, and I mean that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. But it it does the the analytics behind there and will say, okay, your social media posts perform better during this time slot. And then that's when your social posts will automatically just get posted.
0: Yeah, it's so nice that we can see these insights now. You know, we kind of can see like proof of the hard work that we're putting into it. It's kind of like our own return. (laughs)
1: I think you and I love that. I don't yes. think everyone loves
0: that. <laughs> and again, that's why you should really hand it off to somebody like Jennifer, because listen, at the end of the day, everybody's situation is very, very different. And if you can knock something off of your list like that, it's going to be worth it in the end. Obviously, yeah. it's going to be worth yeah. it. Yeah. So what are some of your challenges?
1: Um, I'm only going to say this today because I've done a lot of it in the last month and it is troubleshooting.
0: Okay. It's
1: people getting hacked. Okay. And
0: it, I've been seeing you talking a lot about this recently.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I feel really bad because I love, like, I love all the, like, back end of, like, you know, all, how all, like, social media comes together and the, the connections and business manager versus business suite and business suite versus ad manager and like all of these things I love because they make sense <clears throat> but um there's no tutorial for people on how to set it up correctly there's
0: there's no facebook 101 guys
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: there, it, it doesn't no. exist
1: <laughs> it doesn't exist and sadly right now um hackers are going after small businesses that only have one admin Mm. don't have these things set up because they're very easy to get into. Mm. Um, and so one of my challenges now is really like letting people know, like, it's really, really important that we, you have that set up Mm. correctly. Mm. Um, because i think people just think oh it's not going to happen to me.
0: Oh yeah. People oh yeah. People assume that for sure. But yeah. i think it I, I mean obviously you can talk about this more but isn't it becoming easier for people to get hacked
1: nowadays? Yes, it's so much easier to get hacked and um, and if you don't know what you're looking for, it's so easy to click on something oh, yeah. and just be I mean, like, "oh shoot, i got hacked." Um because we just we didn't have to deal with it as frequently as we we had to in the last couple of years. And, and the hackers are getting smarter and they're using our pages for all kinds of things. Yeah.
0: And like even when you go into a system like Instagram or Facebook, I think those systems think that they've gotten easier over time. But it almost looked like there's like more options now. Like when you go into like the privacy settings and stuff, I'm like. To be honest with you guys, I don't know what half of these words mean. <laughs> I'm like, what, what do I check? <laughs> there's, oh, you know, there's 8 million options. And I'm like, what, what is this? It's almost become overwhelming for me.
1: And I think that's the part of it, too, is that yeah. it's so overwhelming that people just don't do anything. <laughs> and, then, and then you're just left, you know, it's just, and then you get hacked and then you don't know what to do. Um, and then you're like, oh, I didn't always... check
0: that one box, right? Maybe like, it, was, yeah. it could have been the one box. <laughs> could have been
1: the one box. You just never know. So yeah, so I think that's the most challenging thing right now is really because it does change all the time, and they're mm-hmm. updating their policies and they're updating this, and they are trying to make things harder for hackers. But in doing that, they're not really great at communicating to no. people what needs to be set up on the back end no. um, for that. And so, yeah, so I've been doing, I, I think I, I contacted customer support three times yesterday. Oh my gosh. Oh,
0: <laughs> I can't imagine how long those phone calls were. And even if they weren't <laughs> long, I know they were stressful. <laughs> yeah.
1: And I, I, mean, it's, I, they're doing their, they're doing their best. Yeah. And, and things right? happen. And
0: things happen at things the end happen. of the day. Yeah,
1: it's, So patience is key, but there's things that can be avoided. Yeah, for sure.
0: And like you said, you know, there's really no easy tutorials out there for people. But even if there were, that's also that would be extra time for people too. Like there were if there were, like, let's say they had like their own little website of tutorials, again, we're adding time to dance studios plates mm-hmm. and we've already circled back to the thing that, you know, one of their main issues is I don't have time. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> for me, I'm like, I, I'm not gonna sit there and watch a 40 minute video if I can hand it off to somebody like you. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: And that's that's one of the things that I, we do in the services as well, troubleshooting um, because it's gonna happen.
0: I mean, I hate to yeah, say that. Not, it's not 100% perfect.
1: It's not 100% perfect, yeah. And it's time-consuming and it's mm. stressful. And we don't realize how much we use these platforms until we don't have access to them. Oh, yeah. That's,
0: yeah, like Instagram and Facebook, mm-hmm. right? Are those like the main yeah. platforms that you're using for studio owners? Because I know you were saying TikTok. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
1: those are the main platforms we're using for studio owners. Um, studio owners are so starting to move into TikTok. I think everyone was hoping it would just go away.
0: (laughs) I don't think it's going away.
1: (laughs) For the time, at least, I don't think. (laughs) No, I don't think it's going to go away. And so I think people now are starting to realize like, oh, I need to build a presence on TikTok because that's where our Gen Z people are. Mm -hmm.
0: It's all about the audience at the end of the day, right? Kind of thinking of it as like a pyramid
1: a hundred percent yeah it's a hundred percent about the audience and and the content for TikTok is definitely going to be different than Facebook and it's definitely going to be different than Instagram because it's a little bit
0: younger I think isn't it
1: yeah mm -hmm, the Gen Zers are going to have those little babies that you want to get into your class Mm -hmm.
0: and I remember Um, Jennifer was saying that at the end of the day we're selling to the dancers if we're really mm -hmm. being honest right
1: yeah we're really selling to the dancers right so you want to be like okay what would be appealing to a two-year-old through the parent's eyes right and so seeing a two-year-old come out of class hugging their mom brilliant ad picture right yep picture five
0: posts five videos
1: (laughs) blog (laughs) yeah yeah because you know that's what a parent wants they want they want to see their kid having a great time in class, yeah. and then then getting that from them. And so, yeah. So TikTok is going to be a really great um, way to get into that Gen Z category. Mm.
0: I personally haven't experienced with TikTok yet. <laughs> I'm tiptoeing right
1: now. <laughs> I know I am too. I'm tiptoeing. I'm like, let me see,
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> let me see somebody else's.
1: <laughs> I think it, it, it will have some buying power, mm. um, eventually. Right now, it's still young enough that I would, I would for sure use it for exposure and engagement because the audience. Here, I mean, the audience is young enough that they're not necessarily the decision makers, right? but they're getting there. Mm. Like this is a random story, but all my kids have TikTok. I have um, a 17-year-old and two 15-year-olds. And, and um, one of, a package came for my 15-year-old a couple, it was a couple months ago. And she was like, oh my God, yes, it's here. And I went. What? What's here? Oh, it's here.
0: She
1: said. <laughs> <laughs> she goes. Oh my God, it's here. And I said, What? What's here? And she said, um, I ordered a tongue scraper off TikTok. And I'm like, what, Why would you order a tongue scraper? And she goes, Well, I saw an ad for it, and the ad looked awesome, and so I clicked, and it just it came, and I was like, Interesting. That's how
0: instantaneous it is for people.
1: If it catches yes.
0: their attention, they will click order in like two seconds.
1: Yes. Mm. And so that's when I was like, oh, oh, my gosh. The buy in is getting younger Wow, than it used to be on TikTok. And so, yeah, so it is really important to kind of really hone in and go, which platform are you going to focus on mm. this month? And that goes back to our planning sessions like mm. Okay, what are you doing in-house? And if it's like I'm getting ready for like the spring fling session for X this age group to this age group, then we're gonna go, okay, our content is gonna focus on whatever the youngest platform it is. So if you're if you're not doing TikTok and you're doing Instagram, then we are gonna focus hard on that Instagram platform because that's where that younger generation would be okay Um, so
0: you guys are taking into consideration their calendars and what they already have planned for the year yeah and then creating content around it because again you're saving time you're you're repurposing like you're just who wouldn't want that Yeah. yeah so then when the classes does when the classes do start you're like oh you know my social media is ready to go I love
1: that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. social's ready to go. And we've prepped that audience of like, this class is starting. Don't miss out. Come join us. Here's all the fun things that are going to happen. Um, and it's on the right platform. Because mm-hmm. if that, if we were creating, if we were pulling content <laughs> and creating it for like a, a TikTok or real kind of thing, and we were just posting it on Facebook, it's not going to perform well. Mm-hmm right so yeah so we take into consideration where where that content is going to be um published so
0: each social media platform kind of has its own little personality right would you kind of say that
1: yes and you kind of have (laughs) to yeah
0: you kind of have to know how to navigate each one again it's not this isn't like common information that you know the average studio owner would know so
1: yeah Yeah. i usually tell people like if you if your facebook right now i i do i hate reinventing the wheel Mm -hmm. so if your facebook right now is tailored towards your current clients Mm -hmm. like if you go through your posts and it's like reminder reminder don't forget you know all of those kind of things keep your facebook for current clients Mm -hmm. keep it as like a you know what as soon as you you become a student or um, this is where you'll find all the, the pertinent information. Yes. Mm-hmm. 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 Right. If you, if your Instagram is a place where you love to be creative and post content, use that as a place where you're going to direct mm-hmm. people who may want your services. Mm-hmm. That may be the place where you send people to look you up, um, you know, like, hey, check us out and then put your Instagram link there. So that that content is tailored towards here's why dance is good for you, you know, and less of the reminder tuitions do all of that kind of stuff. Yes.
0: So you're taking into consideration their personal preferences as well. And then you're kind of meeting them with all of the knowledge and like like you were saying, like the different platforms and you're kind of like blending the two together. So. So that they feel like they're doing something that they want to do, right? So that it's still like, because, you know, at the end of the day, it's their studio. So it can kind of feel like, oh, now I have to trust this person, right? But you're kind of meeting them and asking them, what do they think is going to work best for them, right? What have they tried before, right?
1: hmm yeah. Yeah, there's a place for, for everyone's content, mm. But we don't want to confuse the parent when yes. we're marketing.
0: Again, this is where she comes in as the second side of all of this <laughs> crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah <laughs> the crazy exactly. Stuff. <laughs> so what is your favorite part of doing this? What kind of flip side?
1: Oh, my favorite part of doing this is going to the owner um, weekly and checking their stats and going, you have had... 20, 30 leads come through, how many trials? And when they come mm-hmm. back and go, we have had 11 trials and like six signups or something like that. It may, That is the hands down, mm-hmm. like my most favorite part of my mm-hmm. job because you get to see like, I get the satisfaction of being like, yes, that ad was awesome. And then I get to see the owner like finally go, okay, this is working. Mm-hmm. This is good money spent on advertising because it's bringing in the right people um who are going to stick around I mean and that's the goal we don't want someone who's just going to come in for a month and and then take off we want someone who's going to be part of the dance family Mm -hmm. so
0: that's where you get to see like like you were saying basically the proof of all the hard work that you're putting into their posts right
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all the hard work they're doing too on the back right. end because it does it's exhausting. require follow up. Yeah. yeah. it's
0: But you're, like we were saying before, you're constantly streamlining and making it as simple as possible for studio owners. Yeah. So, however, exactly. they want to work with you, you know, you can meet them where they're at and kind of like walk the journey with them.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I work, I try to work backwards. So, I'll always oh, start okay. with what's the goal for this marketing message, this, this ad. Where do you want people to end up? Is it a trial class? Is it a sign up? Is it, um, are we selling tickets? And then, and then the two of us can work together and go, okay, great, that's the goal. Now we know what we're tracking.
0: Love that. So can you also tell us about your upcoming workshop,
1: please? Yes, my Safe and Secure, which is, goes back to my troubleshooting yesterday. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Safe and Secure is basically going to be a, it's a workshop that I'm going to house on my website. So if you ever need help, you can get into it and and repurpose it over and over and over again. And I will be updating it constantly with all of the latest hacks and scams and things you should be looking out for. But I'm going to go through how to keep your Facebook um, secure by the steps that need to be taken. It's the one-on-one that we were talking about that just isn't Again, there. All
0: of the check boxes that I don't even know what the words mean.
1: <laughs> all of the check boxes. We're going to show you exactly what you need to set up in your business manager. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you actually own your pages because a lot of okay. studios don't actually own their pages. So can you For tell us a little bit about another? that? Yeah, so when you set up a business page, you have to connect it to a personal profile, but sometimes okay. on Facebook if you Yeah, on yeah. Facebook. But sometimes if you have worked with an ad agency in the past and you gave them access, sometimes they've transferred ownership to their agency. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't necessarily know right? Um, unless you were in there looking for it. Mm-hmm. However, if something happens to your account, your personal page gets hacked. Mm-hmm. You don't own the page now. Wow. So That's... Facebook looks at mm-hmm. it like you're just an admin mm-hmm. on this page. So it makes it very, very hard to dive back into there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of hoops that we have to jump through. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So we're going to go into things that, that you should definitely be, be looking for that don't change. Like mm-hmm. Facebook could update a ton of things, but there are these standard ones that do not change that you need to have. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to um, dive into just the whole, like, what does a hack look like? What does a scam look like? Um, there's even ones going around on actual Facebook now that you should probably, not probably, you should be aware of that look like it's an actual Facebook page, but it's not. So we're going to dive into all of those. And then I'm going to show you guys how you can actually contact a live human.
0: (laughs) Can you talk about that a little bit more?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So there is a way to contact Facebook support. Wow. And um, yeah, it starts out as a Facebook messenger chat. And there's, a, a, just because I've done it so many times, there's a few things that you have to check mm-hmm. in the right order <laughs> to actually get a live human, but I'm gonna show you how to do that as well. Again, so um, the
0: average person is not gonna know, the, know these things, guys. There's no manual, like if, even for me, there's no manual, there's no tutorial, there's nothing. Yeah,
1: so it's gonna be fun for me. I'm gonna, we're gonna, I don't, we'll try and make it fun. Hopefully people won't fall asleep. But regardless, (laughs) it will be there. It will live on my website forever. So if something ever does happen, it will be a resource.
0: And I think, too, another way that I see it is it might not be – I think you were saying this on one of your posts, too, that it might not be fun for everybody, but it's like – it should be at the top of your list as far as priorities right if we're talking about like any social media posts in general i mean shouldn't that be at the forefront of anything we're talking about
1: yeah i mean it just it's like it's like insurance like we pay insurance hoping that we never have to use it but we pay it anyway it's just we don't get anything from it every every month but we pay it and just Having these things set up mm. in your business manager, in your business suite, in your ads manager, um, and knowing what they all mean and knowing how to contact somebody, mm. it's really just, it's your umbrella. Mm-hmm. That if something happened to your page, that you you wouldn't be lost.
0: So you're making all of the complex tech easier for studio owners who generally have hard times with these things right I'm like you know I'm generalizing mm-hmm. I'm not saying 100% yeah. of the people but you know most people do right
1: yeah it's going to be point and click so it's going to be like here's where you go on this website I love here's that. what you click on <laughs> here's what you click on next and here are the steps so that we're not just Randomly clicking on buttons and creating new profiles and creating new business pages. And yeah, Mm. please don't do that, by the way.
0: Interesting. I'm learning so much from talking to you, too. (laughs) I'm like, oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So is this going to be a live event, by the way?
1: Yeah. So it'll be live on February 13th. And then after that, it will be um, on. The website for replay anytime
0: and as you were saying it's living and breathing because as we said a million times social media is changing literally by the second so if you can have something that's going to be constantly updated why wouldn't you hop on that
1: right yeah exactly yeah i'm gonna every time i mean i just had like three new scams come across. And I just every time I some one of them happens, I just take a screenshot and I have like a folder. (laughs) And I'm throwing them all in there. So every time something happens. um, Yep, they're just gonna jump in there. So you can go, you know what, this looks I got this text message from Facebook. It looks real. Mm. Let me check.
0: Because they're pretty like, you know, aren't they pretty good at making them look real? I think you did mention this at one point.
1: Yes, they are very good at making them look real. And so um, if you're looking
0: fast at a picture and you're like, oh, yeah, that looks real. You know, if you're not really thinking for a past a
1: second, basically. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, no, exactly. Um, And I think, you know, we've we've gotten to the point where we send information to people so easily Mm -hmm. via e-messenger or DM or text message that. We just generally think if it's coming to us personally on one of those kind of platforms, that it must be safe to click on. And that's not always the case. Interesting.
0: Again, this is information that the average person does not know. No, but you will. Yeah. And then another thing I wanted to say on that is I really think, I mean, like, I think it would also be good for just anybody who has social media in general, right? I wouldn't just say that it's only for studio owners, right?
1: Yeah, no, it's good for everyone to be honest. Um, And we're going to dive into, even if you don't have a a business page, Mm -hmm. um, what you should look for on your personal page to make Mm -hmm. sure that your personal page is safe. Um, Because there's, I mean, we've, we as, as business owners add people to our pages all the time, right, to manage one thing or another. Um, but if we're not adding them, and still the think we're not adding them in through the correct channel, through Facebook's correct way to do it, um, if that person gets hacked, the hacker has access to your business page.
0: It's just so, it's so interesting. All of the little like nooks and crannies. It's
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's almost like a little like hidden system that if you don't know about, yeah. I mean, it, there's just like, there's no way to navigate it if you're the average person who doesn't have knowledge in this stuff, right? It's almost... Like it's mind. Yeah. it's, It's mind boggling
1: to me. Yeah. Because it's so time consuming if you're, you know, if you're trying to navigate it yourself and then it just takes so much time in general, if you're doing it.
0: I mean, let's just like realistically think, I mean, she was troubleshooting. She was, you said you were on the phone with Facebook yesterday for what was it? Three phone calls. I think you said three calls yesterday. Yeah. So if you kind of put that into the shoes of a dance studio owner, I mean, if they're making three phone calls in one day and then they have to hop around and wear 50 other hats for the rest of the day, like how realistic is that fitting into their schedule? It's not.
1: Yeah. No, it's not. And it's frustrating. Like, I get it. It's totally frustrating when you don't have access to your, your business page. You don't realize how much you, you, you use it to
0: communicate yeah it's personal with your
1: people yeah yeah
0: it's like it's like a it's like a baby yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. wow so could you give us one piece of wisdom from this to our audience basically um okay it's going to
1: be a techie wisdom but love it if <laughs> um if you're like, I am gonna dive in and I'm gonna do this whole marketing um thing, know what the goal is first before you choose whether you're going to do an ad or whether you're gonna do a boosted post, because um it makes a big difference in terms of the algorithm. Mm-hmm. So when you're running an ad, you wanna make sure that the end goal or whatever you're marketing is at least 14 days out because it takes the algorithm about 72 hours to figure out Mm -hmm. really who to put it in front of and and if it's working or not. Mm -hmm. Um, A boosted post is a fantastic way to go if you're wanting to build engagement Mm -hmm. to an event that's maybe happening Friday and it's Monday. Mm -hmm.
0: And just kind of to circle back to something that we were talking about before of like repurposing content, right? Like we were saying, there are really so many things that studios can be posting that they don't even realize, right? And that's also another way for them to save time too, right? So can you talk about that Mm -hmm. a little bit more?
1: Yeah, so reposting and repurposing content. um, Because I think people mean it
0: just like they're like, well, why would I post the same thing? Like, two it, like they think it's like, you know, like the same two days in a row or something, the same thing.
1: Yeah, and I, you're right. I do think that's a 100% misconception because not everyone sees your posts. Okay, thank you. And you, you and I know that, yes. <laughs> but not everyone sees it. So I will tell people like, how many people do you have that you follow on Facebook and Instagram? Probably hundreds, maybe thousands, right? Mm-hmm. But you don't see every one of those posts mm-hmm. every single day. Mm-hmm. You only see the people that you engage with mm-hmm. the most. Mm-hmm. And that's how the algorithm works. Mm-hmm. So if someone has not engaged with your social media post from your page in like the last 14 days, the algorithm just assumes that your content is not relevant to them anymore. Mm-hmm. And it stops putting it in front of them. And I think that's where people are like, oh, I can't post the same thing two days in a row. Yeah, you, you can, mm-hmm. because most mm-hmm. of the time the people who are following you are like, oh, yeah, I needed to see that again as a reminder. And it may have gotten in front of somebody who it didn't get in front of mm-hmm. the day before.
0: And like we were saying, too, there's like different ways to stretch the same post. Like, Would you recommend reels and stuff like that for studios, too?
1: Oh my gosh! I love repurposing reels or even stories into reels
0: um, yeah, they made it so easy now I mean it's it's insane what like yeah, and I'm assuming studio already kind of have maybe they have like a video of their choreography already, like maybe they have twenty videos on YouTube. I mean, can you imagine how much those videos that they already have can get repurposed? <laughs>
1: No, it's mind-boggling
0: to me. I I
1: love it because you could take one piece of like a two-minute video or a minute video that you take in class and create like 20 to 30 different reels. Mm. Like I'm just like, you could just create so much content with it.
0: It's just endless opportunities out there. Yeah. Love it.
1: Yeah. I think don't overthink. Just do
0: and like we were saying before, you know, you don't have to necessarily post every day. Start with something that's doable for you and manageable for you. But just, you know, being consistent, obviously, is important. Whatever, yes, whatever exactly. consistency is for that individual, right? Yeah,
1: I love it. It could be like, yeah, we were talking about, you're right, we were talking about it earlier. It could be twice a week, mm-hmm. but if you commit to twice a week, then that's great.
0: You don't always necessarily have to have a plan, right?
1: Yeah. No, no plan. No plan needed. Because <laughs> here's the thing, the one post that you plan out could totally flop. And the one that you just were like, oh, I got to get this out and I got to say it or I'm going to post this is going to be the one that's going to go viral. Mm.
0: So it just kind of, it doesn't really make a huge difference. No. It's just in how it communicates to the audience. hmm
1: and then you learn, right? And then you can go back to the stats and go, yeah. okay, mm. obviously this one did really well. Let's try doing another one of those and see how it goes. Yeah,
0: you're just, you get to kind of learn as you go. You know, you don't have to, I mean, who knows everything day one of social media? Nope. I mean, right. nobody really knows anything waking up at, you know, day one of posting.
1: <laughs> no, exactly. And what works for others doesn't mean it's going to work for you. hmm
0: Wow, so much wisdom in this conversation. I love this. I know, I had so much fun. Love. We're like geeking and nerdy, nerding out over Zoom right
1: now. And everyone's like, what? <laughs> They're like, oh, but like, here they go. I
0: don't wanna talk about tech. Leave me alone. I wanna choreograph. I exactly. Well, thank you so much for this lovely conversation today.
1: Yes, thank you for having me. It was really fun.
0: So guys, on my website page, I will be sure to link all of her direct links so that you can find all of her amazing services. Thank you so much. Thank you.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: All right. I'm sitting here so happy to have that conversation with Jennifer Randall, the social media expert for Dance Studios. One thing I wanted to put out there is, you know, I'm finally in a groove right now with my social media that I feeling good about, but it took me a while. Okay. I would say it took me at least five years because remember I was starting just posting about Pilates and I was just kind of, you know, learning day by day, trial and error, Googling things, finding things out for myself. And all of those little mistakes and setbacks, you know, pivoted me into the content that I post today. So I appreciate that time of, you know, kind of learning and exploring because now I'm kind of in my own groove and I kind of have my own way of doing things and how I like to do things. So I just want people to keep in mind that it does take time and it's not it's not necessarily going to be immediate. So one of the things I want to highlight today is that we talked about her upcoming workshop, which is called Safe and Secure. Okay. so this is coming up on February 13th, which is going to be perfect timing for this episode. But guess what? It's also going to be something that you can purchase after the event. She's also going to be updating it with all of the info you need to know in regarding hacking. Okay, so, you know, as these systems become more integrated, she's going to be updating the information for you. So all you have to do is is go back and check onto that link and you can really stay safe with your social media accounts. We also talked about how really she's making the tech easier for studio owners, right? You know, we were geeking out about how much we love social media and are obsessed with social media, right? But we also realized that not everybody loves social media as much as we do, right? So there's a lot of things to to take into consideration in regards to studio owners, right? You know, they're typically wearing 50 hats, right, to begin with. So if you can hand off something like that to Jennifer, right, then you're already taking a lot off of your plate. I really like that she offers a lot of options in her services so you can really, like, tailor it to your own needs and your own goals, So we talked about her amazing resources. Remember, we talked about her content calendar that she sells. I absolutely love that because, again, it's like opening the big window of opportunity that social media is, right? There are so many things that dance studios can be posting about. And there's so many things that they can be even repurposing, right? I loved this conversation so, so much, hi everyone thank you so much for being here with me today on this episode of the dance science podcast remember if you really enjoyed this episode please feel free to leave a review you can also comment on the episode and you can also send me a direct message on instagram thank you for being here with me today friends and i look forward to seeing you in my next episode